Let's get it. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's get it. Let's get it. Uh huh. Rock and Royal. Uh, uh. Rock and Navy. Uh uh. Know y'all with me. Uh. Let's okay, get it. Okay, I don't know if you've ever seen Korg from Royal. Thor Ragnarok. Uh, I'll do a brief impersonation, I guess. I hope the camera's not rolling. Hey, 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 man. My name's Cork. I'm a giant pile of rocks. You don't have to be scared of me. Because you've got some scissors with you. Just a little rock, paper, scissors joke for you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man of few talents. That's one of them. Yeah, we're working on that one. <laughs> All right, I think we're live now. Finally. Finally. A little technical difficulties there. But welcome to a postcast edition of the Cougar Beat podcast on KSL.com. Sean Walker, KSL.com. Trey Weaver, ESPN960. Ronald Weaver III from ESPN960. He's the real man behind the everything. Um, And I'm doing a little production on the fly here. Turn that down a little bit, hopefully. Um. But uh, BYU basketball escapes with a 66-64 win over Missouri State. Uh, Cougar shoots 41% from the field, 9 of 25 from three-point range, including five three-pointers from Noah Waterman. Uh, and Dallin Hall, Dallin F. Hall, um, <laughs> his middle name actually starts with an H. It's Dallin H. Hall, but for the purposes of our podcast... And tonight, he is Dallin F. Hall. Uh, only one bucket, but nothing bigger than his little pull-up with about one and a half seconds one left, half left. Uh, to escape with the win. Should we start there, Trey? We should start there. Yeah. Sorry, I mean Ron. Trey, uh, Ron, whichever one. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald Weaver III. Uh, have you ever seen a bigger shot from a BYU freshman? And don't answer that because you're probably going to say yes, but that's got to be up there, right? That's up there. Definitely top five for sure, yeah. You can even argue top three. Yeah, I mean, what, uh, what, what, stood out, what stood out about that play? What stood out about Dallin's game? What stood out about that moment? Because obviously it wasn't too big for the young freshman. As a former um, athlete playing BYU rugby, you always are going to have moments where – the game is going to slow down for you or you're not going to play well. Just so everybody knows, Dallin had – that was the only shot attempt he made the whole night. Um, the other four points he had came from the free throw line. He had four point, um, he was uh, four or six from the free throw line tonight. He didn't make a shot up until that last game winning bucket. Um, he goes 86 feet. Um, all of the shooters are covered. If you listen to his post game, uh, that was supposed to be a drawn-up. Uh, play, but none of the shooters are open. We assume and that it was going to go to either Nora Waterman or Spencer Johnson, but that was covered. So he took it 86 feet, one-on-one. He got the separation, bumped the knee, and he banked it in, and which was the game-winning shot for BYU. Yeah, um, exactly. And, and, and that you mentioned it right there. That, that was maybe my favorite part about that play was the contact, the yep. little shoulder rub. Um, he's going up against, uh, I think it was Trimble. It was Brian, Brian Trimble Jr., yep. their number two scorer, yep. and maybe the best defensive guard on yeah, that it team. Yeah, is the best defense. Yeah, played right some now. really good defense, and Dallin just went right at him, um, took a little bit of contact, kind of bounced off the dude, yeah. and then just silky smooth jumper. We've seen it all over the place uh, while he was at Fremont. 
um, and just makes it happen. He uh, he mentioned before that he um, didn't shoot the ball particularly well tonight. Uh, let's let's look at the exact numbers. Dallin Hall, yeah, just one for five, over three from three point range. Did have four free throws. Yep. So um, found man, a way to score. Yeah, found a way to score found no matter score. what. A uh, couple of rebounds, couple assists, four rebounds, um, and assists. No turnovers again. Third straight game, no turnovers. Yep. Um, that he's got, but makes the biggest shot of the game right there in crunch time to escape with the win. And I honestly thought, Ron, that before Dallin was set up driving 80 plus feet from basically from hoop to hoop. I thought that that shot was really being set up for Noah Waterman. I agree. Because Noah was nails tonight. Five of, uh, yeah, five of six from three-point range, 15 points, career-high tying five three-pointers yep. um, he had. And, uh, it, I mean, obviously it wasn't meant to be, but what a game. What a game he had. You could tell he was locked in from jump. Um, you could tell his first shot. And people, when people look at the game, but I look at the game in context from from playing a different sport and from playing basketball freshman sophomore year, and I look at it, the ref actually has to come over. Noah checks into the game for the first three minutes, and him, and I can't remember who it was on the other side of Missouri State, but they're already into it. They, like, have to be separated for a second. He's, like, telling them they're, like, shoving. Noah, like, slaps his arm down. So Noah came into this game, like, very, very aggressive and yep. very focused because he knew, and he talked about it in his postgame interview. Um, I put it in my article if you want to go to ESPN960.com and look at that. He talked about it. He was 0% from three his past two games. Yep. Um, and that was on his mind. He talked about he got up extra shots after practice, trying to break that streak. So he was focused. And after the ref breaks it up, you normally see a guy pick up a foul, turn the ball over. He picks it up, goes right at the guy, hits his first shot on this side of the court, actually. And after that, the rain came, as you would say. Yeah, yeah the rain <laughs> came down. The, uh, the last time I saw Noah make it rain like that, he was gathering every animal in the world two by two to put into his ark. So uh, shout out to the Waterman and also the other Noah who made it rain. Both of them made it rain tonight um, in a lot of ways. So uh, shout out to both those Noahs. There. And just to say this, this is something we've been looking for. I believe that we were all waiting for. Uh, we were focused. We've been waiting for the second unit. Who is going to be the emergent person? Right. Like, okay, is Dallin going to get more minutes? Is Rudy kind of going to kind of be on the bench with how it's going right now? Or is it going to be Noah? Is it going to be Trey? And tonight we got a full grasp of, okay, it's Noah Waterman and Dallin Hall who are going to leave that second unit. Yeah, for sure. And and Noah is, I mean, he's, he's 6'11", 215 pounds, so you think he's more of a post player. Yes. This was a 52% shooter last year Agreed. at Detroit Mercy. Agreed. He's got a shot. I think he was a career 40, 45. Like 47, 40, yeah, 47%, 47% yeah. shooter for his first through his first two years in college basketball. So he can take deadly aim, uh, a little Hamilton reference there for you, uh, and and really just be that spot-up shooter off of the bench. I think that's part of why uh, Mark Pope and his assistant coaches recruited him to BYU. That's what they expected out of him. They didn't expect – they wanted a true stretch for yes, him. Yes. Somebody who can – Play big, bang a little bit down low, but he's not going to be a, no. a primary post player. And he's, he's a, a defender when they say bang big for when you say that. That's yeah, what yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we we finally saw it today, five of six from three-point range after going. He did make, uh, he did make uh, one total shot in his first two games. Yeah. That was from inside the arc. Yeah. He was 0 for 2 from 3 against Idaho State and at San Diego State. 
last week. And he picked up three quick fouls in the first half. Yeah, but I think he found himself a little bit. He did. He definitely did. I'm not going to say. What, what What? What does a game like this, uh, as a, you're, you're a college athlete, you're a Division yeah. One athlete, much more of a Division One athlete than yep. me, Ron. What does a game like this do for confidence? For a guy like Noah. For a guy like Noah, it definitely gives him confidence for now. And, and he's not going to, let's be honest, he, he could shoot five or six. He could go perfect from beyond arc. We, he could do that the next game um, against Nickel State on Saturday as they hit the road the week after. We don't know. He could. But for as a college athlete from being one, this gives you of, okay, I found my stroke. I found my shot. I'm good. For him, he needed, and, and I'm not going to compare him to Steph Curry because he's not that, but shooters will continue shooting. All you need to do is see one go down. Once he saw that first one go down, and I didn't ask him this and I right. wanted to see, he was fine because he's starting to shoot him now and walk away kind of like leave it up. He, after that second one, he's like, I'm good. He's like, I'm back. I'm here. And now this gives him confidence of he doesn't have to think about it. Now if he's open, he's going to pull it. I guarantee we're going to see a lot more threes from him and a lot more shots go down now um, Now that he's hit these first five here. And this was a great game to do it against a great opponent. They were good defensively. Yep. They really pushed him. So for him, his confidence right now, his confidence is through the roof because he struggled so much. But now because he's seen a few go down, he'll be okay. Uh, Spencer Johnson, once again, his normal, reliable self, 10 points, 4 rebounds right there. Quietly, maybe – yeah, semi-quietly, we'll say, after that Idaho State game. But but semi-quietly becoming maybe BYU's most consistent and most reliable player uh, in so many ways. And he um, he just kind of he just kind of did it. Like, um, I mean, what what else is there really to say about Spencer Johnson? I think the only thing you could say about Spencer Johnson, and I put this in my article, is he is becoming the BYU star. I don't think Spence is going to every single game drop 25, but Spence is going to be the guy. You're going to have other guys. I'm going to be honest, like you might have Foose. Foose might have a 20 and 10 night. Um, you might see Jackson Robinson go off. But I believe when you're looking at second scores on BYU's roster for the rest of the season, you're going to see Spencer Johnson. Spencer Johnson is going to make his impact defensively. He had a tough assignment tonight, and you're going to yep. see him make his impact um, offensively as well. He's going to be the leading scorer, but you're going to also see him in that second spot. He's always going to be in the plus-minus good range. You're going to see good numbers from Spence this year. Uh, yeah, 4 of 7 from from field goal range. Um, a little quiet on the scoring night, but big contributions, I thought, too, from Atiki Ali Atiki and Gideon George. Gideon with uh, 9 rebounds, Atiki with 11 boards. Uh, that was a game high, I believe. Tied for the game high, team high. Um, as well. Uh, on a night where Foose Traore struggled a little bit from the field, he finishes with six points, three of five from the field, five rebounds. So that is struggling yes. for Foose. He's yes. a little bit of a walking double-double right now, but he's also still young. He's not overly consistent all the time. He had another really tough assignment he going did. up against These guys a Missouri tonight. State team that yes. is big, very, very big. big. Uh, and they really limited Foose around the basket. Yeah. But I thought that opened up things for Atiki really well to come in off the bench, spell him some. And maybe most importantly, he did all of that while only picking up two fouls. That's the biggest thing that stood out to me out of everything was Atiki has learned to not foul. Um, And his defense has gotten way more elite. We must talk about it. Like, ever since last season has progressed and we've seen that vertical of him jumping in the offseason he has put in a lot of work i'm not going to say he's putting the most i don't want other guys think i'm not talking about the work ethic but atiki has put a lot in the work in this offseason he has and it to become the player that he is now like can we just talk about 
and we see Atiki get a lot of entry fouls, you know, when guys are going to post up um, freshman year, and that is switched now. Can we talk about that steal that he has? If if he doesn't get that steal, BYU might not win this game. Right. A lot of people yep. don't want to talk about that, but to get that steal, to come around the guy, to catch it with his left hand, he pulled it down to read that. That And that's a tough pass to read and to not pick up a foul. And to get that on bigs who were not punishing BYU but had a really good, you know, consistent night. You think of Dawson uh, Carper. He was, we had, what, six total rebounds, nine points. He made his presence known tonight. Um, BYU didn't get beat up in the paint, but those guys definitely were effective for Missouri State. And where Foose is a little bit quiet, like you said, tough assignment tonight, Atiki was able to step into that role, monster block, and gave BYU the energy they needed on the glass. Yeah, I think I think we're starting to see a little bit of a rotation yes. from Mark Pope in this BYU basketball team. Yep. Um, we're seeing some guys that are stepping up when their name is called. Trey Stewart, I thought, played some really good minutes defensively. They had a little bit of an offense-defense substitution going in he with did. him and Dallin Hall. Yep, yep, yep. Late game, which I don't necessarily love pulling guys in and out, but in a close game, it makes sense. And yes. you wanted Trey's defense, yeah. and then Dallin's offense, his playmaking ability. He was the guy bringing the ball up the court um, in lieu of Rudy Williams. Um, Trey can to, go one through three, well, maybe so, four. Yeah, yeah so Trey comes position. in for defense, yes, and then absolutely, and then Dallin for offense. And Dallin got tired. We saw that he he clanked the free throw off the front of the front of the rim, and uh, you're sitting there looking like, okay, this is a freshman that a lot is being asked of him, you know. Yeah. Honestly, so. Yeah, for sure. Um, but but you're really seeing this nice rotation of guys off the bench. Obviously, yeah. Dallin Hall, Richie Saunders had some really nice minutes, nine and a half minutes. Uh, hit a really really big three I there in that Richie's second defense. half. Second half, and yeah, and then great defense, incredible defense um, there as well. Uh, Mark Pope did also mention he wants to try to get Tanner Toulson, the other yeah. of the kind of big return missionary freshmen, involved a little bit. He's obviously not redshirting. He did play last week. Yep. Didn't play tonight. Um, yeah. But he, he wants to try to find a way to get him a little bit more involved. And I think you're starting to see kind of that nine-man rotation uh, that that could be pretty dangerous once this team gets to West Coast Conference play at the very least. And I, at first, I know we know we talked about a little bit. We're like, who's going to redshirt out of these guys? We had talked about that because that was a real thing. But looking at it now, um, because even at one point, I think it was under four minutes, correct me if I'm wrong, I saw Richie Saunders into the game, if I'm correct. Yep. And I didn't think Mark Pope was going to close with them, but for defense's purposes, like they were switching yep. off, you saw Richie come into the game. And like he said, he needs to fit Tanner into that. This is good. This is good to fit Tanner into that because last year BYU went through a handful of injuries. And let's be honest, BYU went through a handful of time where they picked up fouls. I remember there was a couple of times where Alex and Tijon both had yep. to mix and match where they both had two or three fouls in the first half. And that put a lot of stress on BYU's offense because where do you go? And we saw Spin step up big time and yep. some other guys. But that's going to help a lot because let's say Rudy does get into foul trouble or Jackson Robinson last game. You're going to have guys like Norta Waterman who can come in. You're going to have Trey. You're going to have Richie. Tanner might get a look, too, then at that point. So this is going to help depending on how maybe the game is officiated or called. Yep, yep, uh, absolutely. Um, let's uh, let's look ahead a little bit because BYU does play again Saturday. Uh, Nichols, Nichols State. Yep. Are they? No, they're just Nichols now. There's Nichols now. I think they prefer, yeah, no yeah, state, Nick, no yeah, state anymore. Nichols. That's Saturday, 7 p.m., right here in the Marriott Center. Yep. Uh, afternoon football game, 1.30 p.m. kickoff yep. against Utah Tech. Yep, so, there. nice little doubleheader. You'll be there, I'll be there. Yes. Well, what? Where does this team kind of need to look at moving forward a little bit? Because I did. I saw one area of pretty dramatic improvement 
and a lot of BYU fans are still going to say it's too much, but I thought there was significant improvement in the turnover department. This was a BYU team that was tied for uh, third to last <laughs> nationally with 21, averaging 21 turnovers per game in the first week of the season. We're tied with Arizona and Loyola Chicago, by the way, so... Yeah couple good teams to be tied with agreed just agreed, not agreed. on a good line not on a good line at all uh they had 10 turnovers in the first half and then only three after the break yep. so um you saw a lot of improvement a lot of just not forcing as much yes i think agreed. uh the tempo slowed down a little bit so that obviously helped some but but what did what did you see from with that regard in that second half where byu can can improve get better teams get better throughout the course of the yes, season right do. we're three games in uh wh- wh- where can they kind of get better in that turnover department where they did and then can kind of move forward i think the biggest thing is with a turnover battle is when you play as as i play basketball and i haven't played basketball at the level. like i said i only played freshman something here i play point guard i know what it's like to push the ball in transition but it's knowing when to push it in transition we didn't see rudy take unnecessary risks down the court and that helped yep. a lot because if you see in the San Diego State game, and even if you go back to Iowa State game, Rudy was trying to hit Gideon on a quick outlet, hit Jackson Robinson. I think we only saw that twice tonight where they actually tried to push, you know, and they threw that, and it's hitting it in the right moment. And that's the thing. When you get a board, if you want to take the ball, you know, 90, 90 feet or you want to go over that quickly, the minute you see it, you have to do it. You can't wait, dribble, and then lead a guy because it's going to go out of bounds like you're throwing a fade route in football. So I believe that's where they really, um, really, really worked well was not, like you said, not forcing it, and it was taking their moments. They knew when to push. They knew when not to push. Um, the biggest thing that they recognize, and a lot of BYU fans have to recognize, is you guys have to look at when you push in transition, when do you have mismatches yep. um, off what offensive rebounds. And they did a good job in that where they caught Nichols big slipping. They caught him on the back end, and then they could push against the guards. They could push against the other, you know, maybe stretch fours, and they were able to get easy, quick baskets. So that's what you want to do. It's hard to push in transition when the center is getting back, but when he's in the backcourt and you got the smaller guards, you can see that because even Missouri State caught us slipping a few times where sure. a Tiki and Foose were there and they got themselves back into the game with a couple three-point plays. Uh, yeah, um, and, and that's something I think they can work on definitely on Saturday that should lighten up the schedule a little yeah. bit. There's a Nichols team that's 0-2 on the year. They yes. gave up 117 points yep. to one of those teams that also has, is pretty turnover-prone yeah. in Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then but their that, other loss Ari- at Wyoming. But Arizona's a very good program, so we have to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, throwing, any, I'm not any throwing, <laughs> throwing any shade at you, Tommy, or, or anything like that, I promise. Um, Arizona, very good team. Again, top 20 team um, overall. Very, very good basketball program. I'm, I'm just here to say even good teams have issues they like do. turnovers. Um, I like to give Sean a little bit of one, a hard Yeah, time. 100%. 100%. Um, but, yeah, I mean, this is this is a game where BYU should be able to continue to iron out some kinks, yeah. you know, some things they found a little bit this game against Missouri State. Again, a team from the Missouri Valley that I think is going to be pretty good by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, maybe not very good, but pretty good at least. Uh, and, and they got. They you know what? Their game got canceled. They were supposed to play a game and it got canceled. Nichols. Missouri State? Nichols, sorry. Oh. I know I'm looking ahead. Because they were supposed to play a third game, but they didn't. I think it was weather related. Weather related, okay. Yeah. I think it was weather. Um, but yeah. Uh, while I got you on the podcast, Ron. Yep. Yeah. Let's look at uh, Senior Day for football. Oh, 100%. 
just a quick thing. The reason why I asked that is Nichols hasn't played um, in a week's time, so you know those games are always up and down. Yeah, for it'll be about basketball. a week. It'll be about a week. So you, you yeah. that team could come in very very hot. They could be very very cold. So this is a game for BYU. Looking at that, you never underestimate your opponent. But if this team hasn't had a lot of chance to like play live and they're on the road, they're coming. This might be a good breakout game for BYU to be able to get out there a little bit more in transition, limit the turnovers, and get a more fast break points. This might, I look at this game, this might, this is going to be a Gideon Jackson Robinson type of game, I feel like, Saturday coming. But senior day. That's a really good pull. Really good pull. No, I like that. Um, yeah, I really think it is, looking at the matchups. Yeah. I think this, you're going to see Gideon and Jackson on the stat sheet. Yeah. And Gideon, again, not bad. Six points, no, nine bad, rebounds. No. His rebounding, I know he's going to take a lot of flack for he his is. shooting. Oh, he's always, he he had a couple of, of, of ill-timed three-pointers, yeah. we'll say. Gideon shoots the ball a lot better than that. Yep. But his rebounding tonight really helped BYU Absolutely. in a very yeah. tough spot. It wasn't, it wasn't all the tiki. Um, Gideon was very good on the boards. Gideon's going to be very good on I the mean, boards. I mean, he had the best plus minus 14, so that should tell you it by itself. And his defense <laughs> was also very good. So... Um, Let's uh, quick football talk. Yep. Really quick football talk. Saturday, 1.30 p.m. Mountain Time, uh, LES Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It's the final home football game of the year, of the regular season, at yep. least, of the year. There's the no year, bowl yeah. game in Provo. There's no bowl game in Provo. Last I checked. Um, it's senior day. BYU TV, ESPN3 has got the scream as well if you don't yep. got it. Yep. Uh there are 34 Jeez. BYU players that are going to be honored. Only 13 of them are actually seniors. 100%. But because of COVID, some of them are fourth-year and fifth-year players, even a couple of six-year players that, for some reason, still have eligibility remaining. <laughs> Thanks, COVID. Thank you. Appreciate uh, you. Yeah, thank you for that COVID season. Who are some of the guys that you think we're going to be seeing for the last time? Because I'll start with a couple of the seniors. Obviously, uh, Chris Brooks, Cal transfer Cal running back. Transfer, yeah, he's, he's, out a, he's out of eligibility. Yeah. Uh, Harvey Unga, running backs coach, did tell us today, Chris is probably going to see a couple minutes. So he wasn't listed on the depth chart on Monday. Harvey kind of let slip that, yeah, they're going to try to work him in some. So I don't expect him to start or anything, but he's he's been dealing with a little bit of a, of a sore hamstring the last few weeks. I think yeah. it would be good if he's healthy, if he's – if he even has some health, I think it'd be good to get him back into the swing of things um, as well. Uh, final final uh, home game as well for Houston Haymuli. Yes. Stanford transfer. Shout out yep. to you, Houston. Um, love the Haymuli clan, so I got to give them a shout out. But then we also got kind of those weird semi juniors, yeah, partial seniors, I guess, that are there. Um, well, a couple. Of, one guy I want to shout out for sure that can't come back because he's done is D'Angelo Mandela. Mm, D'Lo. Um, yep. Yeah, you can't forget about D'Lo and what he's been to this program and what he's meant as one of the best lockdown corners, I believe, in you know BYU up there in in this this era. If you definitely look at him, um, I'm so grateful for uh, just everything he's been to the program. If you look at you know what he went through freshman year, so you better go through yeah. that. He, to, if you haven't seen it, go watch his deep blue video. To go home, to come back, to realize. Um, the maturity, everything that he's done is just, I'm so happy for him uh, and everything. And then another one, obviously, Cal would be remiss without saying my boss's, uh, you know, brother, Matt Criddle. Matt Criddle's also been here a while. Yep. Um, he was on the show today. Went through senior day last year. Went through senior year, day last came year. Came back. Came back. And what if you hear it, Matt actually said it was time for him to move on. You know, looking at yeah. that, he looked at that and then 
when when I had asked him before. He was like, ready to go. Like, no, he fully was. graduated. He was fully graduated, everything. everything yep. And he yep. says, this is my last year to play. I'm fully graduated, but I'm never going to get this opportunity again. And I didn't like how we finished last year. A lot of guys felt that way. Yep. That's why Lopini came back. He didn't like how last yep. year finished Lopini as well. Lopini same way. Yep. Same way. So, it, good to see him, you know, D'Lo, um, a couple other people, you know, that I remember coming in with freshman year as Joe well. Tukuafu was Joe in Tukuafu. that boat as well. He was mm-hmm. kind of had a half foot out the door and then yep. came back. Yep. Um, Alden Tofa is another one. And then you also have on the defensive side, defensive line, Lorenzo Faute. I remember when all those guys, when we came in freshman year, um, Kalani introducing them when they introduced all the football team. Yep. So I remember those guys. Uh, but those are the seniors that we'll miss. But moving on to the juniors, I don't think we're going to see uh, – Malik Moore anymore. I don't think we're going to see Chaz Ayu. I don't think uh, we're going to see Jaron Hall. And I definitely don't think we're going to see Puka. And obviously the lineman, mm-hmm. Blake Freeland's gone, Clark Barrington. Yep, those are some big, I, I think those those are some big names. Uh, I think Puka's a little bit closer to staying. Staying? Okay. If I if I had to put a percentage at it, I think there's a What's great, the percentage? I think there's probably a greater chance that Puka leaves okay. than stays. But I don't think it's 100%. I think it's far from 100%. Far from 100%? I put I, it I at maybe that. like a 60-40, 65-35, somewhere in there. Uh, Jaron Hall, I don't, fully expect to go. I don't he said he, he hasn't there. even thought about it to this point. I think that's also because in the back of his mind, he kind of knows like it's time. Yeah, it's time He's going to be 25 in March. Yeah, he can't uh, He like If he wants to take a shot at the NFL, it's right now. I, I think I think now is the time. He's leaving the program in a better place than when he came. He was in. what? He was ranked the sixth yeah. best quarterback in the draft. Yeah, he's so. he's a redshirt junior. Yeah. Has this year helped his draft stock? Maybe not necessarily, but he still might be. I think he stayed the yeah. same, to be honest. I don't know if he does anything more next year no. that can really help him that much. And, and let's be honest, I don't think if he did anything this year that would help him. I think if Jaron, even if Jaron, the games against Notre Dame and Arkansas, if he wins those. I still think Jaron, his projected draft would stay the same. Yeah, for so. sure, for sure. Uh, you mentioned the linemen, yep. Clark Barrington, Blake um, Freeland. I don't expect to see them NFL back. Guys. The, these are guys that are going to hear their name called at the yep. NFL draft. I'm it's certain good. of it. I going do to I know be, how high? Yeah. I don't know. I thought at one point Blake Freeland might be a top three round draft pick. I, I, I mean, it should be, you know what I expect it to be? I see him going one through three like Brady Christensen. Exactly. It's, it's exactly. like Brady Christensen. I, I thought he could be a Brady Christensen. Brady I don't know Christensen if he's all the way up started. there. Yeah. So I don't know if he's all the third, way up there round, at this point round. after this year, so, yeah. but I think he's still draftable. He's yeah. got to take the money. 100%. Same with Clark Barrington. Uh, he's a draftable prospect. Probably a late-round draft pick. 100%. He's a little bit short on the short side, yep. uh, but put up some good numbers at the pro day. Impress one team. They're going to fall in love with you. You guys know What about Harris LeChance? Do we get Harris LeChance back, or does he leave? That's one I'm, I'm not That's sure. That's a little 50-50. That's a 50-50. Yeah, like, that's a little 50-50. Does Harris go, or does he stay? If I if I had to put money down, um, this is not gambling advice. Not, not gambling advice. But if I had to put money down, I'd probably suggest Harris come back. Okay. But I'm a little 50-50 on that one. And I would say the same thing to Mason Wake as well. Yeah. He's one of those juniors that's going to be honored um, with the seniors because he's kind of thinking about it a little yeah. bit up in the air. Yeah. I think it's still very up in the air, but I think he might be leaning towards going. I would recommend Mason Wake stay for another year, but yeah. we'll see. I mean, there, most there, of these guys, they haven't guys publicly said that they're going sure. to leave, but... Um, the one guy that, that I won't think stop we're losing for sure is, I think right now for his draft prospect, I'm going to zoom all the way on his name so you can see him, Maximus Decimus. Max Tooley, yep. Tooley. I don't, uh, Max right now, I mean, he got that tweet from RG3, see you in the NFL. 
with the way Max has played this year, I know he's gone through his injuries. Max, I'm sorry that happened towards the end. I, I think since Max's his time. His stock's never been higher. His stock, exactly. Right yeah. now is the time. And a little podcast exclusive. Uh, Max did tell me, he, so he's only been taking two classes this year. He was on the really? verge of graduating. Oh, I had no idea. Came that. back this semester specifically to play football. Only took two classes. He's had a really light schedule. Uh, I think maybe only one of them is required for graduation. Even yes, I believe. Um, you do, but it yeah, just but to it's it's time yeah, time. it's one it's one or two classes that he's taking. So he is graduating. He's getting that degree in December. Okay. Well, I take might, that as a good sign. With a high draft stock, some good film on tape. And he's getting his degree. I think you're right. I, I don't Can think Can we Max talk about back. something controversial? You know I'm a controversial guy. Oh, like you are a controversial guy. What's Peyton Wilgar going to do? Oh, that's a great question. This is this is controversial that's because a there's, a lot, there's a lot of stuff that happened. I'm not trying to get him in trouble. You know, I know there was some stuff on Instagram, Twitter. But the point is he has one more year. If he were to come back, does he yep. go into the transfer portal? If, and if that's the case, I'm not trying to say this. You know, I, I cover BYU. Does he go to Utah? I don't know if he transfers. <laughs> I don't know where he goes. I'm, like I said, controversial. I think he could take a shot at the NFL and make I a training he, camp I, roster somewhere. I think he's a training camp roster I do. guy. I, I do. Uh, I would say the same thing about Keenan Peely. Keenan mm. Peely is also on the list of juniors. Yeah. Um, but I think he's probably a slightly better chance yes, to come back than Better Peyton. tackler, better, better um, in between those A and B gaps, yes. Yeah. I, I think there's a slightly better chance that, that Keenan Peely comes back than Peyton Wilgar. I don't think either one of them are – I think – both of them are far from 100% either way. Yes, yes, so there's yes, probably yes. a lot that's going to be determined here um, moving forward. And then Chaz Ayu, his eligibility isn't up. No, which is not. He technically could still redshirt this year. That yes. was his initial plan and then come back next year. Yeah. But he is also draft eligible. Yeah. He's a very highly, highly sought after recruit, four star recruit coming out of right. high school, came back home from a mission. Has struggled with the injuries so far. Yeah, I'm just so he's yeah. a little bit older. Does yeah. he take a shot at the NFL? I think he comes back for the first year in the Big 12. This is tough because another podcast exclusive. So I listened to a podcast that Chaz Ayudilo and Malik do. And from what they were talking about, now this is, guys, this is in the summertime. This is way before, way earlier when they started this. They were doing this, um, you know, start of last year into now. They were all talking about going for the NFL. At that point, it's a business, and this being their last year's in leisure. Sure. So it sounded like from that podcast, and it's on it's on Apple Podcast. It's called No Politics. You can go watch it when I. You can go watch it on YouTube and listen to it. Um, if you download, kind of um, like you're doing right now. Exactly, hundred percent. So it's this is not any private information. It's out at there. the Cougar Beat on YouTube. If 100%. you're listening to this on podcast, absolutely. Shout out to the Cougar Beat and Sean um, for putting this on. But they were talking about that Sean of leaving and going. So to me. I, they're I, thinking about it. They're thinking about it 100%. And it's crossing their minds. I guess I'm just going to have to wait and see what their decision is. I know Delo's definitely going to take a shot for sure, not even a question. Yeah. Um, he's out of eligibility. He's out of eligibility. Yeah. But I think he's a guy that definitely will make NFL roster. You know, NFL roster practice team. Mm-hmm. He's over there. I, de- I definitely think he has that ability. And he has the film work in BY- for sure. from BYU to see that. I guess I just got to see what Chaz and Malik do. Yeah. I really don't know. I think Malik is uh, – I think Malik might be a little bit further along than Chaz. They both, of, have, they both have graduated. Yeah. Because they graduated in the same program as my sister and I was That's here in the Marriott last year. That's true. And they, they both, both graduated last April. Both are graduated last yep. April. They got the degree, so they're done. Yep. So. Yep. Uh, and they've got – we wish all of these guys the best. 100% absolutely. forward, by the way. Love y'all. Love um, you. D'Lo, Malik, appreciate the time that I've had with y'all. You know, in the media, outside, you guys have been great. Um, I know we're not the best of friends, but uh, just talking to you guys along the way. Let's go one more, then wrap this up. Okay. 
Gunnar Romney was a senior this year. Oh, man. This one is He's only played in two games, though. Yeah. <laughs> Did we uh, see we... a repeat appearance of Gunnar Romney in oh, that first season in Big 12? Again. Oh, man. Can I tell you something? I think he would stay. <laughs> you, you think so? You, you were the guy that told me that he had one foot out the door. Oh, he was, he, he was ready. He was ready. But with He just, was. Uh, return missionaries understand this. So, y- y'all, sure. I'm going to use a word that only RM's probably going to get, but Mormon culture fans also get it. Okay. Gunner was trunky. Oh, Gunner was trunky last not year. Not the trunky. He was trunky to go to the NFL. Like, he kind of was. Yeah. If you, like, if you really, like, read into kind of some of his media appearances, read between the lines a little bit with some stuff he said on BYU TV, stuff like that. Like, yeah. I think he was a little bit trunky, ready to be done, ready to go to the NFL. Something changed. We're glad it did. Uh, always glad to see you suit up. 100%. Um, Gunner, I would love to see him suit up next year in the Big 12 because it would be good. And here's the thing, if you think about it, a lot of people would say burn it up, break it up, move on. A lot of people are upset with the injuries. You have to understand there's attrition of football. But if Gunner and Puka both stayed and Gunner got healthy and got right, to me, whatever quarterback is be a nice safety year, blanket for your new nice quarterback. Safety, exactly. Yeah. You you took the words right out of my yeah. mouth. So if Puka doesn't put his foot out the door, and says, you know what? I want. There's a lot of receivers going into the draft, which is true. They what are. if I what if I went next year and I came out of the Big Twelve and Gunner the same thing? And then you got a safety blanket as your quarterback. Might work out for a Rod. Might be a business decision. Yeah, it might be. But let's see. It I don't might know. be. Uh, I'm all in favor of guys striking while the iron's hot. I think the iron absolutely. is very hot. Do for what's Puka. best for you yeah. in your career. Uh, but absolutely. I could see maybe some potential. You know, you put Puka in that Big 12. Yeah. He does what he's done this year, but he's fully healthy. Obviously, yep. remember he's doing all of this on one ankle. Hundred yes. percent since that season opener at USF. <laughs> Crazy. Puts up the kind of numbers that he has this year in the Big 12 potentially. Jeez. I could see like some Jordan Addison style that, comps. That's that. Yeah. That's that. And. That's top. He's if he puts up numbers like he did before that when he first came right. here, you're looking at a guy that um, and this people Rod, that's a stretch. I'm not saying top ten, but you're looking at top first, two rounds. You're looking at top two rounds. Period. Yep. He's going to be in the top thirty-one or top sixty pick yep. easily. Thursday or Friday pick easily. He'll yep. hear his name called. He could. With that being said, again, we're not saying he no, is. We're not, yes, but yes. If, extrapolating extrap- a lot. One hundred percent. If you go off that based on numbers, if I add it up right, that's what the projections would be. But before we go, I want to ask: Out of these people from the seniors that do go, and the people that we think of juniors, who do you think will be drafted? I want to know your thoughts. Uh, well, I'm on record. I like the two linemen. Okay. Blake Freeland, Clark Barrington. I'm sold on them as well as going. Uh, I think Jaron Hall is I a agree. potential late-round pick. Agreed. I believe he's third to fifth. That's what uh, I'm him Puka will probably get picked up if he does go. 100%. I'm not sure fourth it's that six. high this year. Fourth yeah, probably six. a late-round guy. That's what but... it is. Puka's fourth if he goes. And then beyond that, I mean, <sighs> I think Chris Brooks get drafted late. I think Chris Brooks is like Jamal Maybe. Williams. I see that as like, like fifth, sixth like round. A fifth, sixth, seventh round. And then look at what Jamal's doing now. If he's still out there in the seventh if round, yeah, I can see maybe somebody. I think to just the big body. I know BYU has been bad, but you got to think about this. If he didn't come to BYU, he would have still been drafted in our opinion because what he did at the Pac-12. We always see running That's backs. True. So let's That's not true. let what happened at BYU deplete him. Cal's yes, leading rusher for two years. Exactly. Yeah. So like what he's done at Cal will really go there. I think that will uh, that will happen. So my guys, if they go, if they declare, if Chris Brooks declare, he'll be drafted. The two linemen, like you said, Jaron, um, and then Puka. And then who's the? Yeah, those are the those are the four that I would believe. Yeah. If if Harris Lachance 
declares he might be a late round pick as well, maybe seventh. You know, depending, mm. maybe that might be a stretch. There's a lot of sure, linemen sure. in this draft. He has potential. He definitely can get signed. But the guys, I think for Sherlock and Chris Brooks, Jaron, two linemen, Puka. If they go, I, I do see a lot more guys that are rookie camp, mini camp, training camp potential. Um, I, I think like Chris Brooks will definitely make a training camp. Roster yeah, not it's not even yet. Yeah. It's not even flush. Um, but I like I think Lorenzo Fate can make a couple of bucks of a rookie mini camp. I think Caleb Hayes has training Hayes camp has written training all over him. Yep. He's got practice squad on him. Like he seems Absolutely. like a dude He's got that I think edge. a lot of NFL teams puts would want on their practice squad yes. and then kind of see see what happens yes. from there. Same with Lopini Katoa. Yes. Because he can play not not just what he does as a running back, but he yeah. can also play special teams. He's a pretty nice return man. Absolutely. So I think that would help. And then teams also like to stock up that practice squad with linemen. I think Joe Tukawafu could be that kind of a player as well on there. So I think there are opportunities yes. for plenty of these guys, Absolutely, even 100%. even if they don't get drafted. Um, they, they can I'm not sure I see more than four draft picks out of this group. Though. Yeah, I think I think it's four or five at the max. Yeah. yeah. I think three at the lowest, five is our high. Yeah. So. Oh, and Max Truly. I didn't mention Max Truly. Oh, yeah, Max Truly. I totally agree with you on totally, that. Totally so, yeah. About, yeah, so there yeah. you go. There, There's your range. If you had to pick kind a four to six. Did, four to six, you're going to look at Chris, um, Jaron, the two linemen, Puka, and then Max. Those are your six probably, if you had to gamble on, that you could see getting phone calls. For sure, for so. sure. Um, but we still got time left. Uh, senior day this Saturday, Utah Tech, 1.30 yeah. p.m. Be there if you're in Utah. When is Pro Day? Otherwise, it's on BYU TV. It'll be... I mean, before the April draft, before, yeah. late February. Late February, okay. Yeah. We're long-terms out for them, but that's after the season, um, the whole game, so, yeah. Yeah. Same day as BYU Nichols, BYU basketball and Nichols, double Saturday header. night, 7 p.m. Yeah, come join us for that double have header. have a double Cougar win that day. Oh, we'll see. But uh, we'll I, see. I, I know what we were supposed to head out. I want to ask you this. I know I'm interested in it. Uh-oh. And I, and, I, and I posed this question when Darnell Dixon um, and Gurney um, hosted the ESPN show. Uh, who do you want to see on Saturday? Outside of these guys, who do you want to see second? It's the FCS game. Who do you need to see? Younger, younger players. Obviously, Uh, the popular, really popular name is Jacob Conover. Of course, backup quarterback. Um, I'd almost like to see maybe even like a full half of Conover. I think, and I would like second. I would like third and fourth quarter. Although, I don't know how deep slash how early you bring in Jacob because BYU does have some quarterback depth issues right now. Cade Finnegan. Still banged up, dealing with an ankle sprain. Jeez. Um, kid, poor kid, just can't catch a break. If if Jacob and Cade were both fully healthy, I'd love to see both of them kind of split up that second half. Yeah. Um, beyond that, like, do you split up some of Conover's reps with like Soldier Miami Peters? Maybe Nick Billups. I would love to see Nick out who, there. Who of that group is the most likely? They're trying to shut shut down here, so we got to go soon. But yeah. Uh, who of that backup quarterback group? Do you think is still here next year? Kate Finnegan. And Kate's here. Okay. Kate played at Boise. Kate's State still injured, so and he's sure. still injured. But when you think about being here next year, I think all three of them will be. You know, we ha- we'd have to see. But I, someone I want my eye on is Kate Finnegan. The way he played at Boise State, the way Kalani recruited him. Yep. Coming here, and he's, he wants to be a BYU. And he wants student. to be a BYU student. That's the biggest thing. So that's someone I'm have my eyes on. Of. He could potentially be playing in the Big 12 leading this offense. Sure. He's got grit. The kid's sure. got grit. Uh, sure. Aaron Roderick, obvi- Roderick obviously loves Jacob Conover, but I I want to see uh, either Nick Billups or Soldier Maeve Peter stick around. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure both of them do. Nope. But I think one of them does. Yes. Um, 
I don't really know where to go beyond that for either one. They both have some pluses and minus. Soldier is a little bit bigger. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, I I like Nick's athleticism though. Absolutely. I like his arm maybe a little bit more than Soldier from okay. what we've seen a little bit that we've seen out of them in practice mostly. Um, so I I don't know. I think one of the, like I said I think one of them stays and one of them goes. Yeah. Um, and it's just a matter of of which way beyond that. Uh, also some younger players. Let's see. Um, I want lots of Campbell Barrington. Okay. On that offensive line, I, I think agree. he's going to be a fixture on that line next year. I want me some Hinkley so Ropati. Give him. Yep, Hinkley Ropati. We saw what he could do a little bit against Boise. He's going to be a senior next year. I need to see some Hinkley. Yep. Uh, and uh, and Braden Cosper. He's technically going to get honored as a redshirt junior, but give him some time, man. Like, give him lots of time. And I think Braden's the guy, because correct me wrong, he's not married, am I right? He, I believe he's still single. So so I think just think with Braden, he's already graduated too. Braden, not having a lot of, like, maybe commitment of other people that you may see. Sure. He could potentially come back. It could be a guy. For sure. Like a third guy, you know, with Keanu Hill and other things. And Cody, you got to look at that. Yep, for sure. Um, I think another people I want to see is the, I want to see some of these other guys, some Maury Bamba, you know. I, I <laughs> love, I love Mo Bamba. I want to see we, these So we've guys. had him on our live stream show. Shout out to Koo Connect uh, a couple of times. Mo, Mo Bamba, he's a character. He is a good, good dude. Uh, Utah State wanted him desperately. Mm. You guys can go back on the Koo Connect feed. Um, and listen to that some. But Utah State, like, desperately wanted this kid. Yeah. So getting him to BYU was a little bit of a steal locally, and I want to see some time out of Mo, assuming that he's still healthy yeah. um, as well there. I think Talon Alfrey could use some extra reps. I think a web is great. Yep, 100%. And uh, the other, I'll, 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 give, I'll give three more um, yeah. because I want, some, I want to see some action from the Wilson boys. Okay. Um, okay. So Michael Wilson in particular, okay. I want some good time from Michael Wilson. Uh, I think Josh Wilson, Josh Wilson has also deserved it. He's played a little bit more than Michael, obviously, but yeah. I, th- I think both of them deserve some time. Um, and then also on defense, give me some uh, Bodie Schoonover. Well, that's what I was. I was like, Bodie I was thinking, yeah. I was like, I need some. I need some Bodie. We heard his name uh, called Preston Halley talked about him. That a lot of people are not people people sleeping on him. Um, it's good to see what he can do next year. But, yeah, I, it's the defensive guys, man, that I really, really want to see and how they do. Like you said, Bodie, Micah, a lot of these guys. I would love to even see some Tate Romney, you know. Out yeah. There. You know, and I, I know he's taken a lot of reps as a freshman, and we've seen him, but I would love to see him go full game beginning to end and maybe guys come after him. I would love to see Micah Harper go quarter one or quarter four. I know we've seen him mix in a lot, but Micah might be a guy, depending on what happens next year, that he could be a guy in the starting role. You never know. For sure. For sure. Um, that'll do it. We'll wrap it up there. Got it. They're kicking us out. Uh, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Once again, BYU basketball, 66-64 over Missouri State. Um, Dallin Hall's a dude. He is. And Dallin, we trust. Buy stock now. Buy stock Top now. Top five halls in, in the, the state of Utah. Yeah. Number Sean f- Walker. Number four. He's got him as number four. Number four. It's number four. Number four. Coming for your spot, Jaron. Down's coming for your spot. Hot take. Oh, there you go. Shout out to Cool Connect for putting this on. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Uh-huh. Rockin' Royal, uh, uh. Rockin' Navy, uh, uh. Know y'all with me, uh, uh. Let's get it, baby, uh. Rockin' Royal, uh. Rockin' Navy, uh. Know you with me. Let's get it, baby. Boys just came back from their mission. We going crazy. Kalani, you got no.